Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, I got some stuff I want to I want to bust through. I'm hoping if anything what I can do with your time right now is to encourage your hearts. Anybody want to get encouraged today? Awesome. If you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, you know we've been focusing on observing the 10 days of all. And last week on Wednesday uh, evening to Thursday evening was Yom Kippur. Um, How many of you uh, put some special focus on the 10 days of all Yom Kippur this past week. I want to see your hands. No, no sweat if you didn't. It's okay. But I was just, I was just curious. Awesome. How, how many of you have had um, unique moments with the Lord during this time? That's awesome. Good. Praise God. I, I had a good time too. Um, I didn't do an intensive fast like I, like I have in the in the past, but I, uh, Jessica and I fasted entertainment, TV, and movies. I think the only thing that we watched was The Chosen. Jessica, I think, watched a, a documentary on Azusa Street Revival or things that can stir the spirit, you know, but, uh, but not like the other stuff. <laughs> um, but, and then I, I, did a, I did a stricter diet during that time, partially like a detox type thing, and then fasted on the last day. That was just my thing. I wasn't trying to push on anybody what you should do. Um, uh, Wednesday evening, I was putting the kids to bed, and uh, historically, I've had some pretty amazing encounters with God on Yom Kippur, um, with David putting him to bed, because he, he's got a real sharp prophetic gift going on, um, but, but this time, I was like, I need to, I need to bring Livy into this too now, because she's, she's five, and I want to start kind of getting her cultivated with the awareness of these things, and so... Uh, we, we went in David's room and laid on the floor, turned the lights off and just laying on the floor looking up and, and just, and I was kind of giving them a little idea of what this is all about. We'd already been talking about it for a few days um, and uh, it was amazing. The, the Lord did come into the room and did some powerful stuff and I'm not telling you about it right now, all right? And the reason is because I, I think that Jessica and I just need to hold it close for a little bit and, and just kind of see how the Lord wants to, to manage that. But there was something pretty special happened with David, and I just want to, I, I want to, I just want us to be sensitive on, on that piece. But, uh, but I will say this, that David felt the presence of God come on him so strong that it, over and over he just kept saying, this is a powerful night. And he felt God's presence come on him, his love so strong. He said, it, he, said he felt love like concentrating on his heart. And it was so strong that it was, it was actually starting to hurt a little bit. Not like, like God was torturing him or anything, but just, it was just intense, right? And, and his eyes started filling with tears. And I, I've never seen that happen with him, but he, it was like the Lord was just overwhelming him. And, and it, was, it was amazing. I think that he was getting baptized in the Holy Spirit maybe, but... It was a powerful night, um, and so, yeah, it's been so good, but um, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed with what God's doing in our family. I'm blessed with what he's doing with the kids, and, 
Um, I'm blessed what he's doing with us and this family. I want more. Amen. I want more. I don't want to settle. I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want to, I don't want to just glide and breeze through things. I want us to press in and, you know, Jesus, or sorry, it, I think it's Jesus, but he spoke through the, the writer of, of Hebrews, whoever that would be. <laughs> um, it, it, says, it says that we need to believe that God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. And so, that, and that, what, basically, the, the reward that comes in that means that it doesn't come through passive Christianity, all right? It comes through desiring him, hungering for him, loving him, needing him, pressing in with expectancy. Amen? If we, if we press in without expectancy, then it's just religion. But we need to believe that we're pressing in and that the Lord loves to respond. Amen? Come on. I do want to tell you about a Yom Kippur encounter that happened two years ago, though, all right? Because um, this was pretty awesome. It was with David. He was in kindergarten, and uh, the, I, was, I was putting him to bed that night. I, I try to, I'm, I'm a little selfish on this, maybe, because Jessica and I take turns putting which kid to bed, and I, I always tried to get it on Yom Kippur with David, because now it'll be Livy, too, but... <laughs> I had had previous encounters with David, and I wanted, to, I wanted to set the tone for it. And that morning, I was taking him to school, and I, we were just talking about what Yom Kippur was all about. He was, he was super interested on it. And uh, if, you, if you weren't here last week, I, I kind of went into more depth on what that is, so you can go listen to the podcast if you want. Um, but, but that night, I, I put some soaking music on. We're laying there. And we're, I just encouraged him, let's set our attention on the spirit realm right now. And let's expect that God's going to come and do something with us. And, and so while we're laying there, David looked up and he said, hi, Neil. And he said, hi, Neil. I haven't seen you in a long time. Well, Neil is his guardian angel that he started seeing before he could talk. And he's had a lot of encounters with this angel, and, 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 see, and he sees Neil on a regular basis, and, and he's talked with Neil. It's pretty amazing. And, and while, he's, while he's talking to Neil, he starts seeing other angels in the room, too. And, and so I, I, I had David ask Neil, like, what was, what's the reason why you haven't seen him for a long time? Is it because he hasn't been here, or is it because you just didn't notice that he was here? And so he asked him. And Neil told him it was just because he was unaware of him. So he had been there. So that's cool, right? And so we, we started focusing on God for a little while. Um, and, and we were aware that his presence was in the room. But David started feeling him pretty, like, stronger than I was, which is pretty cool. Um, he said that he, he started feeling something coming on him. And he could feel, like, this presence, like, weighing down on him. And I asked him what it felt like. And he said it feels like... All these angels, which he saw lots, surrounded him and started just hugging on him and just, re just loving him. He felt love pouring into him and hugging him. He felt it all the way around him. And, and so um, I, I told him that I felt like God was telling me that that actually wasn't angels hugging him. That was God himself. And he said, that was God? Yeah, that's God. And so... Um, 
we ask God if he has anything he wants to show, show us or do to us in that time. Because, I mean, just being in his presence, I think, is plenty enough, don't you? But, but usually, like, God has something that he wants to do with us when he's showing up. And, and so David asked God, what do, you, what do you want to do or what do you want to give me? And so he saw God hand him a present. And he opened up the present, and he actually did this, the movement, like a prophetic act. But he was like seeing this thing, right? Opened the present, and he looked inside, and it was another present. <laughs> Pulled it out, opened the present, looked inside, it was another present. It was like those Russian dolls, right? And it went like five or six layers in. And he's laughing because it's hilarious. Like God's given, it's almost like, because David's a little prankster, he... He's having this kind of thing with God. About four or five layers in, he opens the last one, he opens it up, and he said, what? Love? You're giving me love? <laughs> it was amazing. He said, wow. And then God just started loving on him, and he felt his presence just envelop him, and it was crazy. And so, and, and I was like, David, pray for me. I want to feel God's presence like you're feeling right now. And he did, and then I started feeling his presence swarm over me, like more, more powerfully than before. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I, I want to I say, like, you guys hear me tell stories a lot, and I, and I love telling the stories. And I want to I tell you that the reason why I like to tell these stories, it's not, it's not just like a look at, look at us, but it's a look at him. And, and it's to, it's, I'm hoping to inspire desire and expectancy and belief in us amen that God wants to reveal to himself to us in greater ways he's got more for you as a matter of fact whatever your pinnacle encounter with God was that you could ever remember that's like God wants to turn that into your baseline amen and then give you new pinnacle encounters and turn that into your baseline. Because he wants to keep growing us. And we're, he's changing us from glory to glory. And if you're encountering him and you're not being changed, then you haven't fully entered into the encounter. Because it needs to change you. Because he's trying to transform us into his image that he's put within us. Amen? It's awesome. And so Jesus, you know, we, we talk, we've been talking about Yom Kippur and and last week I was talking about how in the Old Covenant, how that was with the high priests and once a year went into the Holy of Holies and all that. And then we looked at Hebrews chapter 10 and how Jesus actually um, took it to the next level. Not, not even the next level. I mean like off the charts, right? He, he redeemed that whole thing so he could seal the deal once and for all. It doesn't have to be a continual sacrifice anymore. He did it. He did it. Amen? And Jesus paid a high price to get us into His Father's presence. <laughs> like that is what this is all about. Yom Kippur, the Passover, whatever holiday you... you, and you get the most out of observing Jesus on the cross, I hope it's more like on a daily experience. Yeah. 
But to, but to look at Jesus dying on the cross and, and the resurrection and to know that Jesus paid a high price not just to take away your sins. That's just like, that's just step one. Like, like that's just the beginning. Let me, let me get you clean. Now that you're clean, let's get to what this is really about. He, he paid a high price to get us into his Father's presence. Come on. How many of you are children of the Most High God? Come on. Come on. Facebook often will pop up old posts that you did, like on the anniversary of that day. Ooh, happy anniversary for a post. Nice, thanks. <laughs> but this post, this post I put on there like three years ago popped up, and, and I love it. It was a good reminder. Um, I, I said this then. I'm going to say it over you right now. God loves being in your presence more than you love being in his. How many of you love being in his presence? How many of you would say that being in his presence is the most fulfilling experience ever? And I, I want to remind you, whatever that pinnacle memory is of being in his presence, like that, that moment, how much you love being in his presence God loves being in your presence far more than that. Wow. Jesus did a good job. He did a good job. Didn't he? The, we call it the finished works of the cross. It is finished. He, he, he did a good job. And what was his job? It was to... Take away your sins. But it was more than that. It was to make you born again children of the Most High God, Yahweh Himself. <clears throat> Birth. Birth. To the Lord God Almighty. Come on. That is phenomenal. And, and to give us he, 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 it says in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. And that means that every one of us have deserved to die and to go to hell for eternity. Every one of us. Because our righteousness is as filthy rags in God's eyes. But in Christ, come on. Jesus paid a price to bring us into himself so that he could present himself and you in him before his father. And he did all that so that we could come into this intimate union relationship with God. We didn't ever deserve it on our own abilities, but we fully deserve it through the free gift of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, I, man, I got some things I need to bust through, okay? Because I want to I drill some things into your spirit this morning. And I hope that it's going to ignite... I'm going to be excited if it ignites right here in the moment and you're just like blown away and you're like wrecked in the Shekinah glory. And you might as well expect that to happen. But if it doesn't, I'm going to believe that as a delayed detonation and it'll get you soon, okay? 
I'm going to repeat the, the verses from last week that I really capitalized on. Hebrews 10, 11 through 14. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, it is finished, sat down at the right hand of God. How does he sit down? Because it is finished. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Verse 14. For by one offering, he has perfected. Everybody say perfected. He has perfected. That's from the Greek word hagiazo. Hagiazo, Greek. Perfected. Hagiazo. All right? Everybody say hagiazo. Well, you probably just mispronounced it because I'm sure I did too. All right? He has perfected forever. He has perfected. That's past tense. That means it's already done. He has perfected. Made perfect. Those who are being sanctified... Those who are being, that's not past tense, that's present tense. Keep going on and on and on, present tense, right? Who are being. So past tense, he's already perfected, but it's ongoingly present, those who are being sanctified. And last week I talked to you about how what sanctified means, hagiazo, it's, it's to be set apart. Okay, it's to be made holy. It means, it means that you got Jesus and you, you come into Jesus, right? If you can, I do this, you think I'm dancing. I'm like, no, I'm, I, I, this is a Jesus dance, all right? Jesus right here, right? If you're, if you're trying to live your life, you got, you, got your, you got your salvation, you're in him. So you're going to go to heaven, but you're, but you're living out here, right? I'm doing the world, or I'm doing my own thing, but I got Jesus, so I'm a Christian, but, but I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't try to find out where God is in this stuff. I'm just doing my thing, but, I got, but I'm in, all right? That's a real thing, probably where the majority of Christianity lives from. Do you think that's where God wants us to live from? Do you think that's where the blessing is? No, but in Christ, guys. Full immersion. I, I, I've, I've had my foot in. I know I'm going to heaven, but guess what? Repentance is recognizing that you're doing something that's outside of Jesus, and you choose to, to ask for forgiveness, let it go, and shift, and get yourself back under the covering of the blood of Jesus and, and being clothed in Christ. All right, so in Christ. How many of you want to live fully, fully in Christ? Because being in Christ is being sanctified. So as long as I'm in Him, I'm being sanctified, all right? As long as I'm stepping out and I've got one foot in, one foot out, I'm not being sanctified right now, all right? I'm, I'm, it doesn't mean I lost my salvation, but, I, but I'm, I'm letting part of my life get outside of the covering of His kingdom and everything is provided in Christ. And so those things don't have the blessing 
and the protection and the goodness of God landing on it. Not his fault. Not his fault. He's fully provided all things of heaven, but I got to get it submitted. Got to get it under what he's doing, being sanctified. You guys see what I'm saying? So we can't live like the world, have the blessing of heaven. All right? Let me read that verse again. For by one offering, Jesus on the cross, he has perfected forever. I'm in Christ, guys. And in his eyes, he looks at me as having been perfected. When, I'm, when, I'm, when, I, when I brought myself into him, and it comes through faith and obedience, all right? I live in Christ. I'm under the blessing in this, when God sees me in Jesus, I've been perfected forever. Come on! I, there is no shame. There is no, uh, there's no hindrance. There's no barrier between me and the Father in Christ. When I... When I get in moments where I'm like forgetting that I need to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. I, oh, let me lean on my understanding. Oh, I, I don't realize what's going on because I'm just, I'm just paying attention to my thing. But he can't direct me in all his ways. And this, over here, okay, got to realign. This is where the blessing is. Out in here, I've been perfected forever. I start hanging out out here. I'm not perfect anymore. Now, God knows who I am, but I'm not functioning from who I am when I'm hanging out over here. But God knows that this is who I am, and if I'm doing this, I'm not living in my own identity and the nature that God's given me through the birth, or the, sorry, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm functioning from a different realm. Pull, pull myself in here. Wow. I'm, I'm perfected forever in his sight. Whew. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you, God. You could have sinned yesterday. That, and this is no excuse to sin. Sinning is, is getting you functioning from this realm outside of that blessed place. We don't, want, we don't want the repercussions that happen in this outside of Jesus realm. All right? That's a bummer. <laughs> the, the, we, we reap what we sow, and you sow to the flesh, and you reap corruption. That happens not in Christ, but when we're doing things on our own strength, when we're doing things from the spirit of the world. But, but repentance is, Lord, I just saw what I did wrong. You're not in it. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm, I don't want this. I come under the blood of Jesus. Oh, you, oh, thank you. That's not who I am. The blood has washed me clean of that, fully immersed. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have to walk things out, that, you know, because we got to, there, there are things we have to walk out sometimes, but, you, but don't walk it out on your own strength. Do it. In Christ. And guess what? There's freedom and victory and overcoming power from this place. This is where your victory is. Always. You don't have to get to victory. You got to get in Christ. Amen? 
few weeks ago, I, I was doing a series on the divine nature and how in 2 Peter 1, it talks about how, how we are partakers of the divine nature. And that right there is a, that is a key power verse for how you can live the supernatural Jesus kind of life that he's called every single Christian to. God's dream for his children wasn't for us to keep struggling and I got my vices, but thank you, Lord, for the grace. And I know you're I know you're forgiving me, but I'm going to keep struggling with this thing over here. But but the grace, the the mercy of God loves us always unconditionally. But but that's not the that's not the life that he called us to. How are we going to change the world? Under shackles. But Jesus' blood and the power of the cross, he, he has done everything He can. And all we need to do is release that and come into Jesus. And the, the shackles are broken. And He who the Son set free is free indeed. Come on. And the walking out we have to do, if we do it from the place of knowing that we're in Christ, we can walk in great victory and overcome everything. That, that used to hold us down and push us back. Amen? And in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, where? In Christ. Where? Not, not like you're saved, but you're still trying to figure it out yourself, right? No. In Christ. I'm in Christ. Not partially, but I'm in Him. All right? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. In Christ, new creation. Old things passed away. Which things? <laughs> yeah, all the things that I was trying to do when I wasn't in Christ. But when I come in him, that stuff passes away. Behold, all things become new. Where? In Christ. Where am I new creation? In Christ. I try to do the old, and I'm revisiting old nature. That's not who I actually am. I was, I was crucified with Jesus. Okay, here's, remember Jesus right here, right? We live in him. But, but, but before, we were over here, living in sin, living in the world. I was crucified with Jesus. Whoa, my old man died, but I come into Jesus. It's no longer I who live. Christ who lives in me. I'm in him. He's in me. We're one. I'm not that person anymore. That person died. Doesn't exist anymore. All old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. Come on. It's a good word right there. Knowing your nature will give you all the power you need to live according to that nature. Everything that the Bible teaches us that God has called us to, the lifestyle He's called us to, the promises He's given us, they all can happen when we're living from our nature in Christ. Not you trying to find your own path with it. Not you trying to be a good enough Christian to get yourself to it. Okay? Not, not you knowing how to succeed in Christ. When we live in Christ, all the attributes that heaven has promised us 
through this book that we all need to be reading on a regular basis. This thing. The more we understand the truth in this, the more unlocked the, the resource of heaven gets unlocked in our lives. Amen? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have so many things I want to say in so little time. And, and my, my sermon title, I was getting ready to say, allow me to introduce you to God's version of you. Let me introduce you to God's version of you. <laughs> and I don't have time to go through all of it because you have to get to Shoney's and back here by 2 p.m. <laughs> but I'm going to hit on a couple of things because <clears throat> I can't leave you hanging. Let's repeat that verse again. Together, I want you guys to repeat this after me. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And that word perfected in Greek, what was it? Oh, man, you guys are good students. Hagiazo. Hagiazo. All right. Now check this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you started on where I'm heading next week with my message because that was supposed to be this week and I ran out of time. <laughs> so praise God, I already got my sermon for next week. The funny thing is, I've actually had this for several weeks because I wanted to do it a few weeks ago and I just haven't been able to because God kept doing other things. And it's happening again. <laughs> We're going to get to it. All right. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 1. It starts off like most of Paul's letters start off. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. To the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to stop right there. Who's this written to? To the saints. Okay? It's written to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Everybody say saints. saints. Do you know what the Greek word for saints is? Hagios. Hagios. Say hagios. All right. Now, a minute ago, we read that verse that said he's perfected forever. All who are being hagiazo, being sanctified. All right. Perfected. All who are being sanctified. Hagiazo. But now he's addressing a book to the saints which is hagios. It's the same root word, and it means people who are set apart and made holy. Set apart and made holy. So, is this book written just 
to the high leaders and the popes and the archbishops, you know, the saints. Who is this written to? You, wait, you, got, you guys think this is written to you? You think this is written to you. But, but it says to the saints. We are the saints. To the saints. The hagios. The, those who have been set apart and made holy. Who are faithful in Jesus Christ. So who gets to be qualified as the saints, the holy ones? Those who are faithful in Jesus Christ. Those who are faithful where? Did you say in Jesus Christ? So not out here, but those who are in Jesus Christ. Okay. I've been set apart from worldly living, from dependence of myself, full reliance and co-living with Jesus. That's the Christian. That's what God's version of the Christian life is, is that we're co-living with Jesus in union with him, immersed in him, clothed in Christ, not partial. I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to, I'm going to depend on me. And, and I'm going to accomplish what I can do. And hopefully God will be thankful that I was able to accomplish such and such. But those works out here are called dead works, by the way. Did you just hear that? Even if they look Christian and, they were, and you put all your effort into it, if it wasn't done through Christ, dead works. All right? But, but who are faithful in Christ? Faithful faithfully living in Christ, faithfully keeping myself under the covering of Jesus, surrounded with Jesus, that all my life is pulled into him, and he's everything. That's the saints. Okay? There might be some people in here that you, if you did a self-evaluation in the presence of the Lord, you might realize Man, I don't know if I have fully submerged every part of my, my life in Christ. Well, maybe you have. Maybe you've submitted 80, 90% of it. That's awesome. His blessing is on that, 80, 90%. What about the part you haven't? Are you good with that? Because it doesn't have God's hand on it. God's hand's not on that stuff out there, but it... It's a hundred and five million percent on it right here. Blessing, not blessing. In Christ, fully in Him. All right? And, and I want to tell you who are you to God? What's God's version of you? You're in Him. You're in Him. That's your nature. That's your engine that you can live from. When you know what it's like to live in Christ, then you have every ability from heaven to live the supernatural life of Jesus Christ on this earth. But, it's, but we have to determine, have I, have I allowed worldly thinking? Have, am, I, am I being conformed to the world in any parts of my life? Because that's, that's the part that's not Him. Conformed to the world? 
or I can be transformed, getting in here, getting in here in Christ, whatever that thing is, I'm being transformed more into his image by the renewing of our mind. We're getting our mind filled with his word and his truth, and it's getting aligned, submitted, submerged into the fullness of Christ. God's trying to, this journey that we have on this earth, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not talking about your salvation that you're going to go to heaven because your spirit, if you've already been born again, you're good, but, but there's the soul part of you. That's the part that the Lord's trying to work out. He's trying to get that in alignment with what he's already finished at your spirit level. Getting our soul level and our body level in alignment with what he's already completed in the spirit. And then you start seeing the merging of them. And you start seeing heaven activated at higher levels. And the more fully your life is coming into Christ, the more you're going to see the explosive manifestations of the kingdom of God in your life. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> and so next week, if God allows, I'm going to read you the next several verses out of Ephesians 1 because that really spells out God's version of you. And you can get a head start. I just told you where I'm probably headed. I always have to give the disclaimer that God can always do something else, so you can't tell me I lied if I don't preach that next week. All right? But it, it unpacks what the life of, of heaven in the, in the life of a, of a saint, someone who's faithful in Jesus, what does that look like? All the things that are unpacked in the next several verses... A lot of people aren't experiencing those. We know it in our head, but, but are, you, are you living your life fully? Because the more fully you're in it and the more you understand of it, the more it starts to unfold what your life actually is, God's version of you. Okay, Because His version of you is far superior than your version of yourself. Me too. And God's got this on this journey. We're disciples of Jesus. And we're on this journey where he's revealing the more so that we can grow and become. The, 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 he wants to get us to a place where our lives are fully expressing what Jesus manifest looks like. Come on. I want more. I want more and I, I want to do whatever I need to to get myself fully immersed in Jesus, fully clothed with Jesus. I, I, it says we're clothed with Christ. I don't want to be clothed with Christ and I got a limb sticking out and, and it's like draping over me, but my limb's out. Like, like I was clothed everywhere except where I'm, I'm sticking that thing out there. I'm afraid that if my arm's sticking out and I'm clothed with Jesus except for my arm because I put it somewhere it doesn't belong, who knows what might happen? It might get knocked off. Because it's not under the, that protected place. I want to get fully immersed because then the glory that's within us begins to be revealed more. Come on. Is anybody encouraged? Or, or is, are you stimulated in some way to, to think that, that God's actually done something to give you more than what you're experiencing in your life right now in the Spirit? There's more. There's more, and he paid a high price. 
He pay, let us not waste his sacrifice on partial Christian living. You, you, you've probably heard it said that um, an old prayer from the Moravians, they often would say that let Jesus get his full reward. What is his reward? It's, it's the benefits of everything he paid for on the cross. That it all becomes everything it's supposed to in our lives. I want, I want a life that's fully in him so that everything that he can do it happens in me. So he, so he didn't waste, and so I'm not wasting any of the price that he paid. Amen? Hallelujah. 